0: section four of the journey of coronado fifteen forty fifteen forty two, by pedro de castaneda translated by george parker winship this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by sue anderson the narrative of castaneda first part chapter eleven how don pedro de tovar discovered Tusayan to or to Tahuaco and Don García López de Cárdenas saw the Firebrand River and the other things that had happened. All the things already described were taking place, Cibola being at peace, the general Francisco Vázquez found out from the people of the provinces that lay around it, and got them to tell their friends and neighbors that Christians had come into the country, whose only desire was to be their friends and to find out about good lands to live in, and for them to come to see the strangers and talk with them. They did this, since they know how to communicate with one another in these regions, and they informed him about a province with seven villages of the same sort as theirs, although somewhat different. They had nothing to do with these people. This province is called Tusayan. It is 25 leagues from Sibola the villages are high and the people are warlike the general had sent don pedro de tovar to these villages with seventeen horsemen and three or four foot soldiers juan de padilla franciscan friar who had been a fighting man in his youth went with them when they reached the region they entered the country so quietly that nobody observed them because there were no settlements or farms between one village and another, and the people do not leave the villages except to go to their farms, especially at this time when they had heard that Cibola had been captured by very fierce people who traveled on animals which ate people. This information was generally believed by those who had never seen horses, although it was so strange as to cause much wonder. Our men arrived after nightfall and were able to conceal themselves under the edge of the village where they heard the natives talking in their houses. But in the morning they were discovered and drew up in regular order while the natives came out to meet them with bows and shields and wooden clubs drawn up in lines without any confusion. The interpreter was given a chance to speak to them and give them due warning for they were very intelligent people but nevertheless they drew lines and insisted that our men should not go across these lines toward their village while they were talking some men acted as if they would cross the lines and one of the natives lost control of himself and struck a horse a blow on the cheek of the bridle with his club Friar Juan, fretted by the time that was being wasted in talking with them, said to the captain, To tell the truth, I do not know why we came here. When the men heard this, they gave the Santiago so suddenly that they ran down many Indians, and the others fled to the town in confusion. Some indeed did not have a chance to do this, so quickly did the people in the village come out with presents asking for peace the captain ordered his force to collect and as the natives did not do any more harm he and those who were with him found a place to establish their headquarters near the village they had dismounted here when the natives came peacefully saying that they had come to give in the submission of the whole province and that they wanted him to be friends with them and to accept the presents which they gave him. This was some cotton cloth, although not much because they do not make it in that district. They also gave him some dressed skins and cornmeal and pine nuts and corn and birds of the country. Afterward, they presented some turquoises, but not many. The people of the whole district came together that day and submitted themselves and they allowed him to enter their villages freely to visit buy sell and barter with them it is governed like Sibola by an assembly of the oldest men they have their governors and generals this is where they obtained the information about a large river and that several days down the river there were some people with very large bodies as don pedro de tovar was not commissioned to go further he returned from there and gave this information to the general who dispatched don garcia lopez de cardenas with about twelve companions to go see this river he was well received when he reached tusayan and was entertained by the natives who gave him guides for his journey. They started from here loaded with provisions for they had to go through a desert country before reaching the inhabited region, which the indians said was more than twenty days journey. After they had gone twenty days, they came to the banks of the river. It seemed to be more than three or four leagues in an air-line across to the other bank of the stream which flowed between them this country was elevated and full of low twisted pines very cold and lying open towards the north so that this being the warm season no one could live there on account of the cold they spent three days on this bank looking for a passage down to the river which looked from above as if the water was six feet across although the Indians said it was half a league wide. It was impossible to descend, for after these three days, Captain Melgosa and one Juan Galeras and another companion, who were the three lightest and most agile men, made an attempt to go down at the least difficult place and went down until those who were above were unable to keep sight of them they returned about four o'clock in the afternoon not having succeeded in reaching the bottom on account of the great difficulties which they found because what seemed to be easy from above was not so but instead very hard and difficult they said that they had been down about a third of the way and that the river seemed very large from the place which they reached and that from what they saw THEY THOUGHT THE INDIANS HAD GIVEN THE WIDTH CORRECTLY THOSE WHO STAYED ABOVE HAD ESTIMATED THAT SOME HUGE ROCKS ON THE SIDES OF THE CLIFFS SEEMED TO BE ABOUT AS TALL AS A MAN BUT THOSE WHO WENT DOWN SWORE THAT WHEN THEY REACHED THESE ROCKS THEY WERE BIGGER THAN THE GREAT TOWER OF SEVILLE THEY DID NOT GO FURTHER UP THE RIVER BECAUSE THEY COULD NOT GET WATER before this they had to go a league or two inland every day late in the evening in order to find water and the guide said that if they should go four days further it would not be possible to go on because there was no water within three or four days for when they travel across this region themselves they take with them women loaded with water in gourds and bury the gourds of water along the way to use when they return. And besides this, they travel in one day over what it takes us two days to accomplish. This was the Tison, Firebrand River, much nearer its source than where melchior Diaz and his company crossed it. These were the same kind of Indians, judging from what was afterward learned. They came back from this point and the expedition did not have any other result. On the way they saw some water falling over a rock and learned from the guides that some bunches of crystals which were hanging there were salt they went and gathered a quantity of this and brought it back to cibola dividing it among those who were there they gave the general a written account of what they had seen because one pedro de sotomayor had gone with don garcia lopez as chronicler for the army The villages of that province remained peaceful since they were never visited again nor was any attempt made to find other peoples in that direction chapter twelve of how people came from sicuye to cibola to see the christians and how hernando de alvarado went to see the cows while they were making these discoveries some indians came to cibola from a village which was seventy leagues east of this province, called Sicuye, Pecos. Among them was a captain who was called Bigotes, Whiskers, by our men, because he wore a long moustache. He was a tall, well-built young fellow, with a fine figure. He told the general that they had come in response to the notice which had been given to offer themselves as friends, and that, if we wanted to go through their country, they would consider us as their friends they brought a present of tanned hides and shields and headpieces which were very gladly received and the general gave them some glass dishes and a number of pearls and little bells which they prized highly because these were things they had never seen they described some cows which from a picture that one of them had painted on his skin seemed to be cows although from the hides this did not seem possible because the hair was woolly and snarled so that we could not tell what sort of skins they had the general ordered hernando de alvarado to take twenty companions and go with them and gave him a commission for eighty days after which he should return to give an account of what he had found captain alvarado started on this journey and in five days reached a village which was on a rock called akuko akoma having a population of about two hundred men these people were robbers feared by the whole country round about the village was very strong because it was up on a rock out of reach having steep sides in every direction and so high that it was a very good musket that could throw a ball as high. There was only one entrance by a stairway built by hand, which began at the top of a slope which is around the foot of the rock. There was a broad stairway for about 200 steps, then a stretch of about 100 narrower steps, and at the top they had to go up about three times as high as a man by means of holes in the rock, in which they put the points of their feet, holding on at the same time by their hands. There was a wall of large and small stones at the top, which they could roll down without showing themselves, so that no army could possibly be strong enough to capture the village. On the top, they had room to sow and store a large amount of corn and cisterns to collect snow and water. These people came down to the plain ready to fight and would not listen to any arguments. They drew lines on the ground and determined to prevent our men from crossing these. But when they saw that they would have to fight, they offered to make peace before any harm had been done they went through their forms of making peace which is to touch the horses and take their sweat and rub themselves with it and to make crosses with the fingers of the hands but to make the most secure peace they put their hands across each other and they keep this peace inviolably they made a present of a large number of turkey cocks with very big wattles much bread tanned deerskins pine pinion nuts flour cornmeal, and corn from here they went to a province called tiguex three days distant the people all came out peacefully seeing that whiskers was with them these men are feared throughout all those provinces alvarado sent messengers back from here to advise the general to come in winter in this country the general was not a little relieved to hear that the country was growing better five days from here he came to sicuye a very strong village four stories high the people came out from this village with signs of joy to welcome hernando de alvarado and their captain and brought them into the town with drums and pipes something like flutes of which they have a great many they made many presents of cloth and turquoises of which there are quantities in that region the spaniards enjoyed themselves here for several days and talked with an indian slave a native of the country towards florida which is the region don fernando de soto discovered this fellow said that there were large settlements in the further part of that country hernando de alvarado took him to guide them to the cows but he told them so many and such great things about the wealth of gold and silver in his country that they did not care about looking for cows, but returned after they had seen some few to report the rich news to the general. They called the Indian Turk because he looked like one. Meanwhile, the general had sent Don Garcia Lopez de Cárdenas to Tiguex, with men to get lodgings ready for the army which had arrived from sonora about this time before taking them there for the winter and when hernando de alvarado reached tiguex on his way back from sicuye he found don garcia lopez de cardenas there and so there was no need for him to go further as it was necessary that the natives should give the spaniards lodging places the people in one village had to abandon it and go to others belonging to their friends and they took with them nothing but themselves and the clothes they had on information was obtained here about many towns up towards the north and i believe that it would have been much better to follow this direction than that of the turk who was the cause of all the misfortunes which followed Chapter 13. Of how the general went towards Tutahuaco with a few men and left the army with Don Tristan, who took it to Tiguex. Everything already related had happened when Don Tristan de Arellano reached Cibola from Sonora. Soon after he arrived, the general, who had received notice of a province containing eight villages, took 30 of the men who were most fully rested and went to see it going from there directly to tiguex with the skilled guides who conducted him he left orders for don tristan de arellano to proceed to tiguex by the direct road after the men had rested twenty days on this journey between one day when they left the camping place and midday of the third day when they saw some snow-covered mountains toward which they went in search of water neither the spaniards nor the horses nor the servants drank anything they were able to stand it because of the severe cold although with great difficulty in eight days they reached to where they learned that there were other towns down the river these people were peaceful the villages are terraced like those at tiewesh and of the same style the general went up the river from here visiting the whole province until he reached tiguex where he found hernando de alvarado and the turk he felt no slight joy at such news because the turk said that in his country there was a river in the level country which was two leagues wide in which there were fishes as big as horses and large numbers of very big canoes with more than twenty rowers on a side and that they carried sails and that their lord sat on the poop under awnings and on the prow they had a great golden eagle he said also that the lord of that country took his afternoon nap under a great tree on which were hung a great number of little gold bells which put him to sleep as they swung in the air. He said also that everyone had their ordinary dishes made of wrought plate, and the jugs and bowls were of gold. He called gold acochis, for the present he was believed, on account of the ease with which he told it, and because they showed him metal ornaments and he recognized them, and said they were not gold and he knew gold and silver very well and did not care anything about other metals the general sent hernando de alvarado back to sicuye to demand some gold bracelets which this turk said they had taken from him at the time they captured him alvarado went and was received as a friend at the village and when he demanded the bracelets they said they knew nothing at all about them saying the turk was deceiving him and was lying captain alvarado seeing that there were no other means got the captain whiskers and the governor to come to his tent and when they had come he put them in chains the villagers prepared to fight and let fly their arrows denouncing hernando de alvarado and saying that he was a man who had no respect for peace and friendship. Hernando de Alvarado started back to Tiguex, where the general kept them prisoners more than six months. This began the want of confidence in the word of the Spaniards whenever there was talk of peace from this time on, as will be seen by what happened afterward. End of chapter 13 and section 4.